welcome to the Homegrown Remix Podcast. We will be tackling the tough questions that eat at your faith. Throughout the year, four students will dissect, discuss, and comment on each week's topic. And now, please welcome our host and president of Crossroads Farm, Doug Rutledge. Hi, this is Doug again, and this is our weekly installment of the Homegrown Remix Podcast, where each week we invite four of our brightest and best. And I say that every week, and it's always different people. But that's because we have so many brightest and best people. Best being the loosest possible <laughs> definition of brightest and best. Uh, so, uh, you know who I am. Let's find out who we're talking to tonight. I am Zach Avelter. I go to Reading High School, and uh, my favorite thing about the winter retreat is always just getting to meet new people, especially from different branches, and just getting in contact with people I normally wouldn't run into on a Sunday night. Uh, my name is Jacob Valentine, and I'm a senior at Hanover Horton. Um, one thing I really like about seeing, uh, Winter Retreat is just staying up way later than we're supposed to, you know, playing cards or whatever, and making a lot of noise until we get in trouble. Which <laughs> <laughs> will be at like 9, 9 o'clock. <laughs> No. staff coming out going, you guys need to get to bed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, I'm Lauren Dewey. I'm a senior at Reading. And my favorite thing about winter retreat is stepping out of my comfort zone and doing things I normally wouldn't do with new people. All right. Like axe throwing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or zip lining. I brought my own axe. Here, throw this. We're done. My name is Carly Kier. I'm a junior at Hannibal Horn High School. And my favorite part about winter retreat is playing signs with the boys because they're always very aggressive <laughs> when playing signs. And sometimes are, it's scary, but it's fun. <laughs> we are very aggressive. Sure, <laughs> some aggressive signing. All right, so uh, tonight Luke talked about uh, envy, jealousy, um, where scripture basically says, don't be envious, but it used three other words. It said, don't be conceited, don't provoke, and don't envy or be jealous. So of those three words, um, of those three words, which one do you think is the hardest one to master? Which one is the hardest? Not to provoke somebody when something good happens to you, to not be envious of somebody when something good happens to them, or being conceited, meaning I feel pretty good about myself and I don't mind telling people. Which is the hardest for you to control in your own personality? It's honest moments. I feel like the hardest one for me is envy because the other two would like control like you saying stuff out loud, I guess. So envy happens a lot like in your own thoughts. I would say that one's hardest to control because when you say stuff out loud, you can like help yourself saying stuff, but envy like takes place in your own like head. So that's like harder for me to control, I guess. Hmm. That's really good insight. It's really true. I agree with that. Yeah. That's it? You agree with that? Like, I'm going to let you off on that. that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'd probably say being conceited is kind of hard just because sometimes you just, you want to praise yourself just because, like, you feel good about something Mm -hmm. and then you don't realize that you're you're boasting and you're kind of making other people probably a little bit upset, but all you really just want to do is enjoy something. And sometimes it's hard to find that balance. 
I definitely get excited about my achievements and I want to share them with people, but then it comes off like I'm conceited and I'm trying to mm -hmm. make me seem like I'm better than you, but I'm really just excited. We want affirmation, right? Mm -hmm. And and here's the truth. It's like sharing reels with somebody. You're like, oh, you got to see this, you got to see this, you got to see this. And you want to share the best part of your life too. So you win an award or you have a good day or, you know, whatever. You want to share that. And sometimes it does come off as conceited. Do you, do you think... There's a difference between being proud of something and being conceited, and what is it? Like you said before, like when you're being conceited and you're telling someone like, oh, I just won this, like sometimes you don't realize that you're being conceited. So I would say like when you're proud of like winning a game, like a big game in a sport that you enjoy, like you could talk to your friend about that and be proud of it. But like if you generally know you're conceited, you would boast yourself more, I guess. And I think it goes a lot of like how much detail you're putting into it or how much you're focusing on yourself. Because if you're like bragging like, oh, my team, like we just won this game. We did so good. We did this. But if you're like, oh, I scored this many points. I got this. I got this. Then it seems a little more conceited when you're talking about just yourself. I'd say um, a lot of the times when I think people come off as conceited or when people think of me being conceited is when I repeat a lot of the same stuff, like I'm making sure you know that I did something good. Like when I just keep saying it over and over again, that comes off as a bit conceited. But if you just kind of just say it once and then move on, that's a little bit more just being excited about something. So, uh, you know, I think one of the things you guys have all said then is that conceit is actually about me being better than you. Whereas an accomplishment or bragging about accomplishment it might be annoying, but it's not necessarily saying I'm better than you. It's just saying I accomplished something. Look at what I've done. And it can be annoying, kind of like, uh, you know, we're so needy. It's kind of like a dog that you can never stop petting because they just want more and more and more. My wife says that about me. She says, like, I just, so I scratch your back for five minutes. You want 10 minutes. And I'm like, no, I want all the time, all every day. Like, it's no secret. I want, I want like somebody to scratch my back nonstop. So, all right. So here's a, here's a weird way to ask it. Do you enjoy talking about yourself more than you enjoy talking about other people? No. No. I don't because I, I, I tend to not like to talk about myself because I let, I let my parents do that. I let, okay. my, I let my mom talk, <laughs> talk me up. Okay. But I love talking about other people and I love, I love helping them see how great they are without them having to do it themselves. Because if I don't want to do it myself, then I don't want them to have to go out of their way to do it themselves unless they want to. Mm. How bad do people need for us to talk them up? I think a lot of times when you just, you say something good about somebody, it doesn't matter who they are, they, it always just kind of boosts their spirit a little bit. It, even if it's something really small, just if you notice something that they did good and you point it out to other people as well, it just gives them a boost of confidence and just joy. Okay, it's good, it's fair. I don't, I don't talk about myself really, but like if I, if I want to be talked about or talked up or anything like that, Usually I'll go find that right person and I'll just start that conversation. Like maybe like, hey, remember last week, you know, at the, the wrestling tournament, you know, that guy or something, he was just so weird. And then they're going to be like, yeah, you know what? You did great. And I was like, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. 
I just that's what little, I was going for. I need a little confidence today. I'm just going to go talk to this person real quick. <laughs> so in our organization, our director of Northwest is Joe Castaneda. And Joe is the best talker-upper in the world. Man, he talks about everybody, like, just everybody's the greatest around him. And it makes you feel like, I want to be around Joe all the time. So it's, it's kind of a weird thing. When I talk other people up, they actually reward that by desiring my company more, mm-hmm. which is the exact opposite when I'm conceited. I'm talking myself up, and people get sick of it. They're like, it's all about you. I hate that. So is it hard to listen to other people talk sometimes? Are you a natural listener, I guess, is the question. I definitely am. Okay. I like I I like to talk and I I definitely can talk if you let me talk. But if someone wants to talk and um, inform me about like literally anything, I will sit there and listen for as long as you want to talk. <laughs> That's the same for me. I like when I'm having a conversation with someone. Like and it goes back and forth, and then they have a story. I just like sitting and listening to them talk. But. Like you said, it gets difficult for me. Like if they just start talking about themselves and what they do and just talk about me, 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 sometimes I get a little bored. <laughs> like it's not always I think fun. I have a hard time controlling my facial expressions. So <laughs> yes. when when they keep talking about themselves, I'll kind of like make, make my face like drop a little bit. Like I'm getting like bored or, you know, something. And then they'll just like move away from it without me having to say anything. So Wow. Girls are subtle. <laughs> We're guys. We don't even notice it. More, more time to talk about me. Look, she's looking down at her feet. She feels embarrassed by my greatness. <laughs> yeah. All right. So um, have you ever, this is the segue. So have you ever felt like life's not fair? You're talking to somebody and they, they start talking about something they have or they've accomplished and you're like, that's not fair. That's not fair. Oh, sure. Plenty of times. Yeah. Is life fair? No, 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 it's not. Okay, what makes it unfair? Well, you said, like, sometimes, like, people will get jealous of other people. Sometimes I feel like the opposite way, because for, like, where I'm from, like, you either, like, live on a lake or you live in the middle of nowhere. Like, that's where our school is. Right. Like, it's either, like, one or the other. And, like, a lot of people at our school, like, are struggling right now with, like, staying at home and, like, online stuff. So, like, I tutor through our school, and, like, when people come, like, after school or something, I feel like the opposite way for them, because I feel like it's not fair for them, because they don't, they shouldn't have to go through, like, that stuff. Like, I always feel the opposite way. Like, I don't normally get jealous of other people. I feel bad for other people. Okay. It could could also just be unfair what you're born into. I mean, like, what I... Because I have no control what I'm born into. You mm-hmm. didn't have control what you were born into. Mm-hmm. And sure, you can change that yourself over time, you know, with, with what decisions you make and mm-hmm. how you decide to go on in life. But, you know, as like as a kid, you, you don't have much control over what goes on. Sometimes, yeah, it's just unfair. Uh, it, so it's interesting. I was, I was thinking about this. David said... It rains on the just and the unjust alike. Meaning bad stuff happens to everybody. (laughs) In that way, it's fair. In another way, it's not. So it seems like, yeah, bad stuff happens to everybody, sure. But it seems like more bad stuff happens to certain people. 
Yeah. Like they're born into the wrong, you know, family or they live in the wrong section of the country or, you know, even from the perspective of skin color. I mean, if we're going to talk about that, there are communities that still really hold skin color over people and um, and it's negative. It's a, it's a horrible thing, right? So is that fair or does God use those extreme circumstances too? Did God dole out unfair hands to people or is there something we can do to help? Did you understand the question? It's a big question. Yeah, like how you said skin color can sometimes be unfair. How God hands, like God knows like what family we're going to be born in. Like maybe we can't control it, but he can. And like you were saying, you can use your disadvantages to become, to use them as advantages. Skin color, like Martin Luther King Jr. didn't pick to be born in a darker family, but he used like that as an advantage to like show other people and like help other people with it. So people that could be unfair, they could use it for an advantage. Yeah. Jesus healed a man that was blind from birth. It's probably not fair, technically. It's not level. Maybe that's mm-hmm. a better way to say yeah. it. It's not level for everybody. Some people have bigger hurdles to overcome. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And I think um, one of the things important to realize is sometimes if you feel like you're in a position where, you have, where you're above that level, like when you're above what's considered like basic needs, if you have that, and you have opportunities to help others that are below the level, I think that's when we can have opportunities to help them yeah. and just do whatever we can. Or at least understand. Yeah. Like at least ask questions that help us understand what the struggle actually is, right? Um, so here's a, here's a segue. So have you been jealous of something specific and what was it? Like what have you been jealous of? Let's maybe make a list. I've been jealous of like other people's talents um, mm-hmm. at like certain things. Like, there's one of my really good friends. She's amazing at basketball. And some days I just wish I had her talent because it would be amazing to accomplish what she can accomplish. But then again, a part of me is like, I'm so proud of her and I'm so happy that she has that and I don't need it. Mm-hmm. She has a passion for it. I don't have much of a passion for it. Mm-hmm. So I think God gave it to her because he knew how much she was going to love that getaway, love like, you know, that part of her life more than I would love it. How Luke was talking like through the sibling story really, mm-hmm. how they were jealous of the younger brother and how the parents were getting his attention. Well, for my family, I wouldn't say there's a big favorite, but my older sister, I am very jealous of her at times. Um, one of the big ones is how tall she is because that helps her a lot in volleyball, and I get really jealous because... Because like, you're so short. Yes. Yeah, you're so tiny. Like if, I was, if I was taller, I could just get so far over the net, but... Just just for the record. So, Carly, how short are you? I am 5'10". Wow. I don't even know how you live. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. So, yeah, Jacob just told us he's 5'9". Let's hear it. I'm 5'7". <laughs> <laughs> but I just wish I was that much taller. I just want to be taller than Ella. That's great. <laughs> We're sitting here going, yeah, well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
like, but that's like something stupid to be jealous over. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. something how I could could reverse my jealousy. Yeah. <laughs> what are you jealous of, then? Hmm. Family's hard. Yeah. If you got overachieving siblings, yeah, I'd be jealous hard. of your brothers. Yeah, that's like that. Would be like, <laughs> like, hey, I would be. <laughs> if I like, was you, I definitely would be. I, I mean, mean, I'm jealous of like all three of my siblings, kind of, because both my older twin brothers. I mean, they're twins and they're great athletes. I mean, like I'm an athlete, but it's just when there's two of them and they're back-to-back state champions in football, yeah. league champions in basketball, and really good at baseball. Like you just kind of go. Well, uh, I I gotta fill those shoes now, and yeah. you, like you just gotta try and do that. And, it's a lot of pressure. And my sister is really talented at so much. She's really good. She's gifted at music, and mm-hmm. I mean, I do a lot of the stuff that all my siblings do. It's just I often feel like they're superior in everything compared to me. But I've got the same problem. Don't tell my brother, otherwise he's gonna, he's gonna go yeah. through the roof. As far as he knows, he's a loser. <laughs> go ahead. He follows in my steps. And he he does better than me at just about everything that I've done. Everything like it can whether it's sports or down to like a video game or even the way he eats. I don't know, just everything. Just breeze better. Don't tell him. Don't tell him. I don't give him any ideas. That I finally had to find something, just one thing, one flaw that I could just point out on him, and I'm like, Connor, get a little chunky down the love handles. Well, what happened? What happened about COVID hit and I started getting chunky on those candles too. <laughs> so I got nothing anymore. All right. So this is really great because we're all jealous and family's hard because, you know, you, you see them all the time. You see their abilities and you see that. They, but I, here's here's my epiphany moment this weekend. We're not really jealous of every part of what their success is. Mm-hmm. We just want the success. Yeah. Like, yeah. I just want to be as good as them. I don't want to actually work as hard as they did. Yeah. I, I, I don't really want to put the same effort into it. I don't want the struggle that went with it. You know, and I think that that's, that's really true for me. When I'm jealous of somebody, all I want is the end result. Mm-hmm. I don't want everything that led up to it. Because sometimes you meet somebody and you think, oh, they're so strong. And you find out they're so strong because their life's been so tragic. Or you think, oh, man, they're so loving and kind. And you find out they're loving and kind because the world has handed them a really rough hand. And, they, and they, they've had to fight through so much adversity and learn to be loved. Uh, today I was jealous just for a split second of Jesse. So Jesse's a volunteer of ours. And we're swapping stories. Now, I have a million great stories. I mean, I do. I've, I've lived 10 lives. I really think that. But I'm way older than Jesse. And Jesse, I don't want to steal a story, but I'm going to. So Jesse told me a story, and it's mixed in with tragedy. So I was jealous because Jesse, and you guys are probably going to hear this for the first time. Jesse has a very famous pen pal. He's been pen pals with her forever he says he's got a stack of letters about a foot deep and the person that he's pen pals with is dr jane goodall so if you're familiar with like the movies national geographic did uh, specials on her and her life and her work with primates she lived with uh, with gorillas so if like i'm a i'm a geek i'm a nerd so like i heard that i'm like Jane Goodall, <laughs> you've got such a better story. And I was a little bit jealous, but he met her 
because his brother was dying of cancer. And that was his brother's wish, the Make-A-Wish Foundation. See, you're jealous of the, the thing, mm-hmm. but you don't want what it takes to get that, right? Jealousy just has me putting my eyes on the wrong stuff all the time. And it also, I, I, this is just me preaching for a second. I think it takes my eyes off what God intends for me to do. And it turns my eyes on something else. And he never equipped me for it. He's like, I got a different job for you. I didn't build you for that. I, I built you for something else. Uh, so respond to this. Have you ever been so jealous that you lost somebody? You lost a friend over it. Maybe you canceled them. You're like, that's it. I li- I'm living cancel society and you are no longer, you're dead to me. Or maybe uh, maybe they they left you because they couldn't stand the jealousy and they felt it. Or maybe you even got to the point where you hated them for their successes. Has that ever happened? Don't, you don't have to be too personal, but be as personal as you want. I think that I've lost some friends because um, they felt like I was too... I don't want to... I don't like talking about myself, but <laughs> they thought I was too pretty hmm. or I was too athletic to be friends with them because they weren't as much as mm. me in their eyes. And so they distanced themselves from me. So they weren't like walking down the hallways with me and being compared to me. Mm. So they just decided that they wanted to distance themselves from me. And it yeah. hurt It hurt a lot because I can't control like what other people like think of me and how they see me. So mm. like, I didn't really know what to do. Mm. I was kind of like, well, I don't want this to happen, but there's nothing I can change. So, mm. how's jealousy impacted your life? Um, I'd probably say, uh, I mean, I was kind of a goody two shoes in elementary school. I still kind of am, but um, a lot of people were just <laughs> <Kind of. laughs> <laughs> yeah. As the kids say these days, a goody two shoes. No, um, but yeah, I think just there were definitely some times in like elementary school and even the beginnings of high school, people just stopped wanting to hang out with me because they would want to do something and I'd say, hey, that's dumb. Like, don't do that. That's against the rules and all this stuff. And they'd be like, well, I'm just going to stop talking to you then. And it was kind of a bummer, but I mean, in the end, I just kind of realized that they weren't the best option of friends for me if that was what they wanted to do. And I just kind of moved on from them. That's a really interesting point. Um, Living a Christian life sometimes makes others look at you as if you think you're better than them when the truth is Christianity tells us that's exactly the opposite of how we view them. But um, there's a lot of pressure to be friends with a Christian who may be living their life a little bit differently. Do Do you think most of your friends know when they're living a lesser life? Do you think they're aware of it? Or do you think they're just living what they got in front of them they're not aware that it would be a lesser life. Well, in our in my discussion group last week, those were kind of like similar questions, and we brought up the like term "goody two shoes," and we were talking about how like as as the kids say <laughs> these days, and we were talking about like I thought people viewed me as a goody two shoes uh, for like my school and my grade, and. Then my carousel leader brought up how, like, other people could just, like, be calling you that because they are jealous of you. Like, they, like, deep down know that the Christian lifestyle is a better way. And, like, they know they're making the wrong decisions so they could be jealous of you. But they don't really want to, like, confront 
they're jealousy of you so they like push it off mm -hmm. and then she was explaining how like being the goody two-shoes and like all that like as christians it's like our job to like disciple them and like like they could be born into a family where their parents like don't believe in that stuff mm. so like us could like talk to them about stuff um i'd say that a lot of the times, or what I think of when I see my friends doing stuff I wouldn't necessarily approve of, is they're often seeking or seeking this like instant gratification. Like all of the stuff that they do, mm. when they do it at that moment, they'll feel very excited and happy. Um, but then they don't really necessarily see the lasting effects that it will have on their life because it won't fulfill them. And then they'll just keep looking for something new to fill that hole. Mm. And I just, I don't think they'll realize it in time. Eventually it may cause jealousy on their part, but right now they're not envious because mm -hmm. right now they're getting what they want temporarily. Yeah. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of the marshmallow test. So the marshmallow test was done in, uh, in a series of, to a series of five-year-olds. And um, the five-year-olds were given a choice they were given the choice of one marshmallow right now or two a little bit later. And so they they had, you know, this simple choice, fulfill my gratification right now or put it off and double what I get. And um, then they tracked the students' lives. They tracked the students' lives that made the, the give me two later. And they found that the difference in, in success between the two groups was huge. The groups, the, uh, the kids that all said two later, uh, two marshmallows later, were incredibly successful. And the kids that wanted a marshmallow right now, much less successful. It's a really interesting study. Mm -hmm. I, I think, you know, there, there are things we want. We want, again, approval for our lifestyle. And so we, we, wanna, we want a little bit of accolade. And I think this is why maybe being a Christian is really important that we talk each other up because we're not gonna get it from somewhere else. You know, people don't recognize the value of the lifestyle yet. Well, that's all I got to say. Uh, Winter retreat this next weekend. There will not be a podcast next weekend unless we talk about the funniest thing I saw at Winter Retreat. Maybe oh. we should do that. That would be fun. That would be a that, fun podcast. Maybe we should do that one there. That would be, be great. But in the meantime, thanks for uh, joining us. And uh, thank you guys. Awesome. So that's it uh, from Doug and the gang. That's what they go by as the kids <laughs> as the kids say these days. <laughs> you know. Love you guys. We'll see you soon. Bye. Crossroads Farm is happy to share coffee joy with you through the delicious rich roast coffee. You can order yours by contacting the CRF office at crossroadsfarm.org and contact us to learn about our innovative ministry curriculum the Arms of a Servant Leader, a four-year strategic discipleship training resource. Follow us on Facebook at Crossroads Farm, Crossroads Farm Northwest, and Crossroads Farm RCI. Also on Insta and Twitter. <laughs>